Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Merry Christmas. A little early, but I like it. I like it. I'll Merry take Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are after Thanksgiving, so it kind of fits. It's okay. It's technical now. Known Legacy. Um, check us out on, uh, we have a YouTube channel. We got a Facebook page. We got some uh, web presence there. Check us out. Info at knownlegacy.org. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and so we are talking, uh, well, I, I maybe the question is this. What is a Christmas tradition in your family that you absolutely hate? Oh, because um, as a dad, okay, so I, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, a, uh, yeah, here's mine. And uh, I, I'm, I, I'm guilty. I'm the one that brought this one into the family. Legos has these Christmas village things that they were doing a while back. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be great to have this Lego Christmas village thing, you know, and the kids can build these Lego things. And, and it's great the first year when all the pieces are in the right box and everything else. And then this year we we set it up and, and it was supposed to be fantastic. And it turned into this absolute <laughs> misery because half the pieces are missing or half the pieces are mixed with this other. And it just, it became what should have been like a three hour, like, you know, oh, great Christmas music playing, you know. Ah, Christmas time is here. I love you know, that song. Turned into three days of like, Go upstairs and check the other box. I don't know. <laughs> and so I, I don't know if I hate it per se, but I am to the point of going, what have I brought on my family? Oh, I'll tell you another one. Go for it. That, that This one is a genuine. This one is genuine. Elf on the shelf. Hate it. We've never done it. You are the smartest man this side of the Mississippi. Because, A, I would probably um, somehow make it, like, either rude or perverted or something like that. Like, like he's killing somebody or I don't know. Because everyone <laughs> talks about... up with Barbie. Well, I don't, <laughs> I'm going to try and stay away from that stuff. But I keep getting into this. Like, I, I was talking to someone else and they're like, do you do Elf on the Shelf? I'm like, no, we don't. And they were like, that's smart because every night I guess you have to explain Elf on the Shelf. Okay, I, so if, you do, if you're unaware of Elf on the Shelf, if like you I are aware of it... I know it is, but I don't know... If you're Thank aware God. of it, you're probably currently hands shaking, sweating palms because you, you you know it. So the, the idea is this book was published. You could get an elf with it. And the, the, the mystery of it is the elf is from North Pole. And that's how Santa knows if boys have been good or bad or girls have been good or bad. And so the elf every night travels back to the North Pole to report on what he saw during the day. And then he comes back in the morning before you wake up and he is in a different place in the house Doing something. Oh, okay? man. So every night, this elf magically... Because the holidays aren't stressful enough... Right, right, right. You right. have to stay up late, be on your kids. And I'm guessing at this point, we should probably have a disclaimer. If you currently have children listening to this with you, now would probably be a good time to turn this off. So Or, or five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, five minutes ago. So um, we're going to go three, just turn it off, two, and, and well, yeah, one. There it is. All right. The beatdown is you have to figure out this creative ways to move that damn elf around oh my every single night. And it's not like you can just put him on the tree and then put him on a different branch. Now, the cool thing is my kids still wake up excited to see where the elf is has been moved. The problem is you get into this vortex of one-upmanship. Mm. Like, like one time he's got to be 
you know, with the cookies. And then, you know, last year we, we, we foolishly got him into a fight with the Nutcrackers. So the Nutcrackers and him had this battle royale for 20 plus days, right? And so, and, 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 awesome. and the first two times you're like, oh, this is so fun. This is so creative. And then by like day 10, you're literally ice picking to the eyeball going, I'm out of ideas, but my kids are expecting it. What do I do? Oh my God, I made a mistake. A what? horrible yeah. mistake. <laughs> made a horrible error. I just need. Yeah. So, so, so Elf on the Shelf is, I, I think, a, a creation of the devil. So my, I don't know, like I love the holidays and this is the first year that I actually started, I'm going to confess something to you. No. This is the first time that I've ever watched Christmas movies before Thanksgiving. Because I feel like we're running through the holidays. Like my wife works full time, so like we don't have the nights we used to where we would like bake cookies and you know we would... (laughs) We would, you know, sit down with hot... Ch- yeah. Like, I'm the... The Norman of- Rockwellian type Christmas correct. experience, right? Correct, you know? correct. Like, I haven't even put the Christmas lights up yet, which yeah. is kind of sad, because last year I was one of the only ones on my street with Christmas lights. Yeah. Now, everybody's putting stuff up, and I'm like, oh, competition? <laughs> even though I'm not competitive <laughs> at all. The season like, of giving can bring out competition oh, in horrible ways. Oh, you put, a, you put, a, you put a, a star up? Okay, I'm going to put up a whole scene this year. <laughs> I'm putting up the galaxy, baby. Actually, I wanted to do the one one time when it was like the Grinch and there's like four lights up and he's yeah. holding it. Yeah. I was like, that's brilliant. So I may have to do that sometime, <laughs> but not this year. When, when my kids get older. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing I that I hate is is I always beat myself up because I eat a ton of cookies. Because oh. I'm always like, oh, it's a great time to eat cookies and drink eggnog. And so I always feel like crap every morning, but I haven't so far. Eggnog. I love eggnog, but... When you drink it, it tastes, or it feels like you're drinking snot. Well, it's like the thickest, yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't know what it is. The viscosity of eggnog is disgusting. It is like motor oil. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so I think those are, like, that's what I don't Unless like. you cut it with some rum. If you, if you cut the eggnog with rum, thins it out just a little bit, and, uh, you know, you know. We, we use milk because I'm a Christian. <laughs> Because I love Jesus. Because I love Jesus and you don't. So, because that's obviously what happens. We'll see who gets through the pearly gates. You, the drunk with eggnog, or the, me. The egg drunk. Um, <laughs> but I do Can love Can you see St. Peter like smelling your breath? Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Mm, Back of sure. the line. Back of the line. <laughs> Here's some water. Two aspirin. We'll see you tomorrow. Jesus died to forgive you of your sins, except... This Rum one part in eggnog. Oh man, not for you. But I, I, so I keep going back to, um, you know, like I kind of like some of the things I do that I, you know, my kids are out, getting out of that phase where they don't want to watch certain movies anymore because they're not little kids anymore. And I'm like, no, I'm okay with watching Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yes. And uh, actually, fun fact: uh, the one who played the snowman in there, Burl Ives. Yeah. We are we are related to him. What? Yeah. So, I mean, we're not like, we've never been to a family reunion or anything like that. But <laughs> You're not in his will? But I guess in like the line, the, the, the tree, the yeah. family tree, um, we're related to him. So when I was a kid, I would tell people I'm related to the snowman on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nice. And they were can, like, you're a lunatic. Can you sing any? Let's go. No, I can't. I can't do that polka thing that he does. I <sighs> know. He's so good. He is. He was He was pretty good. I, uh, props to him. So is that your, your go-to Christmas movie is, is Rudolph? No, actually, it's a Christmas Vacation. 
Yeah, and it's like, one. but it's that's one's sacred. Like I have sacred movies that can't be watched <laughs> at certain times. Like you, like I saw that on TNT or something this last week. Um, Christmas Story was playing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that is sacrilege. This early in the year, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. not even December. Isn't there a channel that literally starts on like December 23rd yeah, and plays that show 24 hours, 24 hours through like New Year's or something? Well, like it's, that. it's like 24 hours, I think, from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. That's crazy, and it's the best because that's yeah. when I wrap all my gifts. Is when I watch that. So my sacred. Christmas movie is Die Hard, and uh, yes, I have seen that. that one my in my the kids are not well; half of them are old enough to to see Die Hard. The other half can see Die Hard, but my wife will have protest. So, yeah, we did that. We watched it this last week because that's solid. That's a solid. <laughs> that's my first Christmas movie. Hans Gruber, oh man, falling from the building indicates the start of Christmas <laughs> in my house. So that's. That's just a very important. That's a that's a sacred moment. You've reached some holy ground there. Yippee ki yay! Yes, I was, was going to say it. Yippee ki yay! Merry Christmas. Ah, that's a good play. So yeah, when you you're see. watching that with your kids, if you're with my non-alcoholic young, eggnog, just yell out "Merry Christmas" at that moment, and uh, your kids will never know anything was different. And everyone's like, "What is he talking about?" Because I've always seen it on TV, and so that's what he does say. So. No. Um, yeah. Anyways, watch it without the commercials. Commercial free. Absolutely. So there's a lot, but I feel like even right now we're running through the holidays yeah, already. Behind, behind. Oh, yeah. Behind, behind. We, we started decorating Christmas on Saturday and we got the tree up. And I had my daughter put the Christmas lights outside because I was done with it. And uh, yeah, and now we have all the ornaments sitting on the ground around the Christmas tree because no one can put an ornament on the Christmas tree unless everyone is there to put an ornament on the Christmas tree. It's the most yes. insane thing. And so we're already behind, and it, it is crazy just how, like, behind. We are just playing catch-up, and it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where we're at, and I'm guessing that's where most people are right now. Right. Because, you know, the, the even the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday stuff, it's like there's a rush to get stuff done. Like, like we're running through the holiday. And so, I mean, I know that it, it's just it's the, the part of life that we're in right now. But even me, I've got to stop and think about what I want to do because what will happen to me is I'll run through the holiday and then January 1st will come up and be like, okay, what do I want 2019 to look like? And you're already five days and, into And I'm already into 2019. it. Like, oh, let me plan for 2019. Like, that's like ridiculous. Right. So so I think I think even today, you know, we were having a conversation earlier which caused us to want to talk to you guys out there about the idea of thinking about 2019 now, kind of focusing on What's going to happen? So you say that, and I'll be honest with you, um, my heart starts racing because I'm just surviving. Yeah. Which is all the more reason it's important to think about it right now. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just going to roll into it. And the very things that you're disappointed with at this, that I'm disappointed with or I'm frustrated with that I'm continuing to repeat in my life year after year after year, I have no game plan. And by the time it starts, I'm like, well, screw it. I might as well just live life the way that I've been living it before and see what happens. And then I'll hit December. And I'll have a year full of celebrations and a year full of regrets. Yeah. And I won't have gone anywhere with it, whether it be parenting better with my kids, loving my wife better, pursuing her more faithfully. And uh, and I think that's what you're calling us to is like, now is the time to start to think about 2019. Even in the rush of Christmas, think about 2019. and, And what's your preferred future a year from now? Yeah. How do we reset? How do we reset now? Like pressing the reset button with with 2019 now to be ready for it and uh you know i mean i think 
that's where it's it's hard to say, okay, let's just stop and think about 2019. But it, it's a good time to take now as you're driving to work, as you're coming back and forth, to, to instead of just running to the next thing, or but to stop in the moments that you can while you're you know, taking down boxes right. and still arguing with, do we need all of these Christmas decorations God. or not? Um, you know, there's so many boxes of it. And if you're like me, then every box that says fall on it actually has Christmas stuff in it because I was too lazy last year <laughs> to put it in. Like the Easter box has Valentine's and Christmas. And I'm like, because there just becomes an I don't care point when you're like, I'm just going to stock and stuff anything where, where I need to. And so as I'm pulling this stuff down to stop, and even on the way home, just taking 20 minutes, and even that's going to be helpful to stop and reflect about what 2018 was and to be more intentional. Maybe that's it, just being more intentional in 2019 because, guys, we're called to lead our families. Regardless of what society throws at us, we are called to lead our families. But what does that look like? Generally, for the majority of guys that I talk to, and this this includes myself, is sometimes you find yourself sitting on the sideline while your while your wife and your your wife does Christmas for your family. Right. They've bought the gifts. They've done the same. They're doing I, the cookies. You know, there there are there are years that I've looked at gifts and gone, I oh, mean, I wonder what my kids got this year. So I'm as excited <laughs> to watch them unwrap because their gifts. you're surprised by what Santa. Like, oh yeah. Brought him. Correct. And by so, the way, if you're a Christian and you refer to Santa as Satan, I will punch you in your throat. Info at knownlegacy.org. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, tra- and you can <laughs> IE Travis on that one. So No, but I, I think you're right. So my question for you is, um, I, I think what you're saying, what we're saying is, is resonates. Absolutely. We got to come up with a game plan. We got to define our preferred future and then come up with strategies on how to get there. What is a system that, that you've maybe engaged in or that you could, we could simply engage in for ourselves, but with the eyes on the horizon, how do we begin to take that then to our kids because the tragedy is if we haven't thought about it till january 20 uh, 2019 yeah our family probably hasn't thought about it. our Not kids probably haven't thought about it and if we can train our kids earlier on to say hey listen we have responsibility for our lives yeah there's a lot of things that happen to us that are outside of our resp- but at the end of the day we have responsibility for how we process hurts fears successes so how do we do life better this year than we did last year you know i keep thinking about um Trying to explain that my, my daughter's not a roller coaster rider. I'm not a huge roller coaster rider either anymore. I've never really been, but um, but I can describe the ones that I've been on because I've been on them. And right. so I can never explain or I can never take someone where I haven't been. And I think that's what we're talking Fair about so. now is to say, well, let's let's stop. And honestly, guys, for us to just stop and you can do this amazing thing on your phone with with notes is just. Even your in your car, just start to like dictate to your phone, like, "Hey, this is kind of where my thoughts are. This is where I'm heading." It's not hard. It's it's where was I? You know, what did 2018 do? Like, like what did I do in 2018? What did 2018, quote unquote, do for me to make me a better person or to help me out or whatever? And then, how do I want to change that next year? We're not we're not talking about rocket science. It's just simple steps. And every time that I I do a, a lot of research on on uh, how to finish goals. There's actually a really good book from John, John Acuff called Finish. Mm. And he talks a lot about it. But the simplicity of the book is you calendar stuff. You, yeah. get it, you get it written down. When you write something down, there's something even psychological in your head that you're, you're writing something down to say, this is what I did. This is where I want to go. Right. And you keep it in front of you. So maybe the first step in this process is um, take a season or a moment. Maybe take a lunch, put the headphones in, play some jazz so you're not listening to words, you're just listening to good music, 
and say, okay, are there any regrets from last year? Regrets, mm. depending, yeah. you know. Um, what did I do last year that I wish I would have done better or done different? Correct. Lay those out and then see, you know, come back to it a a day or two later and say, okay, out of these regrets or these hurts or these misses, um, what's the one or two thing that I feel like I can invest a little bit of time, energy and and uh, effort into and change a few things and make a world of difference for next year. So it's no longer a regret, but it's a success. Um, and then I think you're right. The challenge is taking that next step and putting it on the calendar. So for me, um, we have been hit or miss with my my wife and I dating. Mm. We know what we love to do. Yeah. We love to go listen to country music, and she loves a two-step, and I just hold on for dear life. That's what we love to do. Last time we did that was August. Wow. That's a regret for me because yeah. I know we love it, and we're, we're a better couple. We're better parents. We're yeah. better people yeah. when we're doing it regularly. The challenge is... The calendar starts to rule us rather than us ruling the calendar because we haven't gotten in the discipline yet of putting on the calendar every month. Here's our date night. Yeah. Here's our date night. Yeah. Here's our date. So we let the school, we let the sports, we let everything else get on the calendar. And then we approach it saying, okay, where do we have a free evening that maybe we can go out? But by the time we hit that evening, because it's a last minute decision, we're exhausted. So we're like, it's easier to get Little Caesars pizza and fall asleep on the couch with a glass of wine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, I'm not a Christian. I drink wine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Um. And so what, what you're saying is for, for, for me, and I, I, this is actually very helpful. Saying, okay, what does it look like? What's a preferred future for dating my wife next year? Yes. And then the simple step that we can do is say, okay, in January, or well, right now, we're going to be buying our January calendar here in the next few weeks because we got a whole host of stuff we got to put on it. And what we better put on it is how do we manage life that we're on mission with each other? And so we need to date each other every single month somehow, some way. So we put that on the calendar and we put it in red ink because it's not going to move. Right. Yeah. And instead of saying, oh, we can't do it because of a football game, we say we got to figure out a way to get my son to and from football so that we can have our date night. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, my kid eventually will stop playing football, but I'll still be married to my wife and I better still love her. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times we want to be most liked and really we want it, we our, our goal really is to be most impactful because you know we 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 do a lot of things outside of our family because we just assume they're going to be there but i i believe even on our list if we were to make a list and then we check it twice and then we find no find out who yeah exactly drinks rum and who doesn't oh stop <laughs> we're on a theme today don't we um it's our values our values right. can dictate our list so so first thing yeah. what do i find most valuable right so that might be the first thing you put down on your list what do i find most valuable and then I would ask the question, how was my 2018 with my spouse? How was my 2018 with my kids? Mm. How was 2018 with my family? And how was 2018 with the world around me? So those are the things I would write down. Love it. On that list for my 2018. Start there. Take a day and just make a list. It can be a quick list. It can be a, because it was, if you just, it was terrible. Well, why was it terrible? Keep right. peeling back. Why was it terrible? Why was it great? What were the things? And then you look at that list and you say, how can I make 2019 differently on another piece of paper? What's my preferred future in those what is, areas? Yeah, what does 2019 look like with my, with my values? What does 2019 look like with my spouse? What does 2019 look like with my kids? Right. With my family and with the world around me? Right. And taking that time to just set that up is a very simple way 
to then go, this is what we want to do in 2019. But you've got to do that before you bring that to your family. Right. And then when you bring it to your family, you allow them to add to that list. Right. But you know where your values sit. Again, dads, you're leading this family. You're the ones who are setting the tone. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Honor them. Honor your, you know, walk with your kids. Don't don't drive them to wrath. Drive them to understand the value that you have in your life as a child of God. You cast that on them. Right. Invest in your kids. and Yeah. Exactly. Because you cannot take them where you haven't been. Right. Right. So that's kind of where this starts. I love that. And so once you come up with that preferred future, maybe a, a good next step is to take your wife out to a coffee shop or someplace and say, okay, here's something I've been been wrestling with. Um, when I look at 2019, this is what I would like our relationship to, like some things that we can engage in to make our relationship deeper, richer, more meaningful. Yes. Um, and then get her feedback and input on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think having having her have input in there it's more likely to succeed than if you're just doing it, throwing it on your own personal calendar and hoping that someday it'll happen. You Correct. Uh, and so getting a partner in that process, I think is huge. So I, I think it's, I think it's excellent. And I'm going to put this on there too. Listen, if you go through this, there can be some dark things. There can be some hurts that you've kind of ignored that all of a sudden come back up to the yeah, surface. Yeah. There could be some mistakes and some failures that you that you had rationalized when it happens. Like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. I just missed five of his baseball games because of X, Y, and Z. He has ten. Well, now you're going there and going, it sucks that I missed five of those games. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to get those games back. So you have to give yourself grace. Yeah. And you have to give yourself forgiveness because Christ has already forgiven you. Yeah. And you have to be able to go, that was who I was. I am different today because of Christ and what he did for me on the cross. And so tomorrow I have a chance to do something different. So what is that different going to be that allows me to love God and love my neighbors better as I'm loving myself? See, because we think, uh, at least my struggle was I would pray and I would think God would change stuff for me. But when I think about Peter walking on water, Jesus never grabbed his leg and said, I'm going to show you how to walk on this. He just said, come on out. So it takes us to take these steps. We can't just hope that things happen. We've got to be the first one to take the step. Right. If we want to see change in our marriage, then we've got to be the one to step out. I love Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We have an opportunity to say today's a new day, tomorrow's a new day for us to walk in this. So 2019 is a new day. We don't have to live in those failures. We can begin to walk out of them, but it takes us taking that step. Right. And this is it, making a list, making that list and challenging ourselves of what 2018 was, 2019 was, and then going, inviting our family into that discussion, starting with our spouses, starting with our, you know, then, then, then moving on to our kids. Because honestly, the biggest tragedy is if we do 2018 and we evaluate 2017, 2016, 2015, we realize nothing has really changed. Our hopes are still the same. We want to better this. We want a more impactful that, but nothing's ever changed. Then it's there's some behavioral patterns we've fallen into that we have to intentionally identify and strategize different. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. So for us to make the biggest impact, it starts with those closest to us. Right. Want to make the impact because again, when we do this list, we're we're not just we're not just changing our immediate family. We're, we're we could actually be creating a 
tradition for our kids, for our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren, as we stop and go, man, when, when I was young, my dad used to make this, li-. you know, I'm going to do that with my family. Right. And then they go, you know, my, when my grandfather did this with my, so now it becomes tradition. So now you're not just setting something for yourself or even this next year, you're setting something for the eternity of what your family becomes. Right. And you get them purpose-driven. In our culture, and our culture is desperately in need of this. Of, of not us trying to change the government, us trying to change the education, us just saying, there's change that needs to happen in me, and I'm responsible for me, and I'm going to invite my kids to learn what it is to be responsible for them. And I'm going to invite them as they see me engage in this very, very difficult process of self-change. Yes. It's hard. Yeah. You know, but if you engage in that, you now have empathy for those who are struggling to change. And you realize you can't change anyone else because really you can't even change yourself sometimes. Yes. And so it gives you, um, I think it gives you compassion for people. And that's one of the hallmarks of Jesus in his ministry mission. He continually had compassion, not contempt. He had compassion for people he saw. His heart broke for the people around him because he knew the patterns they were in. He knew how difficult it was for them. And so what did he do? He taught them. He spoke to them. He encouraged them. He invited them into this kingdom life that was at hand. And I think that's what we're talking about. So here's the deal, guys. Um, It's Christmas time. Uh, Lots of activities, band concerts, Christmas concerts. You know, the, the, the church has their annual you know little pageant that everyone's going to and now you have the christmas party at work you have the christmas party here you have the christmas party take some time rule your calendar don't let your calendar rule you yeah we've talked about there's actually a couple of good podcasts about this that we yep. already talked about and uh in, and invest in what does 2019 look like as a preferred future for you and then invite your kids into the pattern or into the process to see what god might do because here's the deal god's still active in the world around us god's still active in you he says in John 15, he is the vine. His father is a vine dresser. And one of the things that the vine dresser does is he prunes us. As long as as long as we have life in us, yes. he's continuing to prune us yes. so that we would produce more fruit. Don't worry about the fruit. Fruit will take care of itself. Correct. Stay connected to the vine. Let the vine dresser prune you, change you, transform you, and see what would happen. So, love you guys. Thanks for being on the journey with us. It's been a great almost year. Yeah, almost a year. Point. Almost a year. And uh, and it's fantastic. Hey, if, if you are hitting the end of the year and um, you, you're looking at some place to maybe make a, a, a donation, maybe make an impact or something different, um, there's tons of them in your community, by all means, you know, your local church. Um, and if you aren't currently given to your local church, the place you worship, we encourage you to do that. But if, if you are moved, man, we'd invite you to, to maybe support Known Legacy and what yes. we're trying to do here through podcasts. We got a conference coming up in the, the new year that we're excited about. Yeah, here be on in the, the lookout March 2nd. Be on the lookout for the Known Legacy Conference right. here in, in uh, Texas. And so uh, we have a lot of things, and, and your support helps make that happen. Um, videos are going to be coming back online. Uh, we are, we're re-envisioning that, uh, doing some things different. I think we're going to have the long-form video on YouTube and have a little short two-minute snippets on Facebook. Yes. Easier for you and to share, to engage in, and uh, maybe uh, God would continue to spread the influence and impact that uh, Known Legacy has had already. Sounds good. So make the list. Invite your family. Check it twice. Engage them and then focus on what 2019 can be. It's never over till it's over. So uh, be the leader this year. Make yeah. 2019 a year of change for you. Yep. Love you guys. Have a great day. Peace. 
Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.